you deserve to live life with confidence. We're your hosts, Brooke Brewer and Danny Mullen here from Raw Fitness. Confidently Flawed is a podcast dedicated to bringing you the secret sauce and helping you look good and feel even better. What's holding you back from being the most confident you? What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Confidently Flawed podcast here. Danny here with Brooke, here to give you some more secret sauce. And today, we, we wanted to dive into a topic that we've actually kind of been doing on our social media a little bit every week with Brooke. Brooke's been doing uh, what she calls her grocery haul every week on Tuesdays. It's it's really great. If, if you haven't checked it out, you need to go to our social media page and, and check that out and just kind of get some tips on like how to get the best out of the, the grocery store. And we, we've had a lot of good feedback, Brooke, from from you doing that. What what uh what do you have to say with that? Like, or what 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 types of things have you heard from it, or what what benefits you know maybe are you sharing on that on that? Yeah. So I don't know. One day I just, I, I coach at the gym on Tuesdays and I had someone ask me a question about grocery shopping and it just randomly, I was like, you know what? I'll just share what I get at the grocery store. Cause I always go to the grocery store every Tuesday. I'm a very routine type of person. So, and I am out that way. So I go to the grocery store that day and I was like, you know what? I'll just go live and share what I got and why I got what I got and my process of how I grocery shop. And I had so many responses of just how it's helpful, how I give good tips. And I, you know, sometimes we'll give recipes like this is why I bought this because I'm going to make this tonight kind of thing. And I just think that sometimes the grocery store can be very overwhelming, especially when you, you don't know where to start and and you're trying to, to eat better and you're trying to give good options in your home, especially when you aren't shopping or just for just one person, when you're shopping for a family, I think that it can be difficult. And so sometimes help, you know, giving guidance. And I know for me, when you can make things as cookie cutter, simple as possible, it's that much more attainable. So I kind of figured how, how can we help you guys, you, you members and other listeners and other followers that we have on our Facebook and Instagram, just to make it easier for you to grocery shop. So that's just kind of why I started doing it. And I get great feedback of, Oh, I want to try this. And this is a good option and a good alternative. And that's a good idea. And things to look out for. I know me, I'm a very big ingredient reader. I, I, I'm that person, the grocery store who probably takes an hour because I have to turn over every single thing I go to buy. And there's certain things that I know to look for and try to stay away from. And so I get really good feedback. And so if you are listening to this and you are listening to this podcast and you want more, make sure you hang out with us, follow us on our Facebook page. I go live every single Tuesday. It's kind of around noon to one o'clock ish. And I just basically unload my groceries with you guys. I just unpack them. I pack them in the fridge or I clean them off and I just share why I got what I got. Yeah, I think the grocery hauls are are, are really effective, and it, it gives a lot of people a perspective, kind of like a behind the scenes look of, you know, what 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 can you do to get the most out of your your grocery shopping and all that. And there, there's really a lot of little things that you can do. What what's you know as you're going through this and you're being conscious of it, Brooke, and sharing it with us. And by the way, guys, if if you're not sure what our social medias are, they're uh, made at Raw Fitness is our Washington page. And then our Shelby page is uh, Raw Fit Shelby for both Facebook and Instagram for both of those. So if you didn't want to check out Brooks uh, Grocery Haul every week, you can check it out there. But it, while you're doing that, Brooke, what's the what's the thing that you're you're kind of finding that's maybe the, those those like big key takeaways when you're you're hitting the grocery store, or you're getting ready to prep for your week or whatever it is that that you feel are probably the most prominent for people to kind of start to do when they're doing the grocery shopping. I think the best 
thing that you can do and that I do, and I feel like it's just so important is to kind of know what you're going in there looking for. I tend to go on Tuesdays because it's the beginning of the week. Um, Mondays are just super busy days for me that I typically can't get to the grocery stores, but on Monday nights or Sundays, I'll sit down with my fiance and we'll talk about what we want to eat that week and what our week looks like. So I can know what to buy because there's nothing like realizing oh crap, we really have a crazy busy week. We can't be doing all these fancy meals, but then you buy all this food and then it goes to waste, right? So I think a really good helpful thing that you can first do is to make sure you have an idea and you make those lists before you go to the store. So then when you go to the store, you're not endlessly shopping, trying to figure out, okay, what should I buy? And then that's when you end up buying a bunch of crap because you don't know what to get. So if you can go there with a list and a plan, and I think also having an ideal meal plan. You know, we at raw do provide some pretty awesome meal plans for you that will give you tips of grocery shopping. But if if you have a guidance of what to look for and what to know on what to buy and, and what your plan is, it makes it that much easier. Because if you, again, if you go to the grocery store and you're just like, I don't know what we need. I don't know what I want. That's when you start to buy things that maybe you don't need. And especially if you go to the grocery store hungry, that's really when you buy things that you don't need, because then you're thinking with your hunger and not with actually what you should be buying. So I think, you know, it's important to plan and Danny's probably that's music to his ears because he's such a systematic guy. He loves to have the plans. But when it comes to the grocery store, especially when it comes to eating the right food, but then also not overspending it's important to have a plan. Yeah. I think when I'm going through and I'm, I'm thinking of doing my grocery shopping or however I do it is that's, that's probably one of the biggest things that I've, I've had a conversation with people about is ha- not, not only just like, okay, what do we want to get from the grocery store? But like, what is that grocery store? Gonna, like, what is that those ingredients or whatever it is going to make for us? And you, you nailed it broke with like, not only just like with the meals, but also like, what does your week look like? If you're, if you have a bunch of crazy stuff going on, like don't, don't get a bunch of stuff that you normally would, that you're going to spend two hours cooking every night. Like if you're just not, that's not plausible for you that week. So not only having a plan of what you want to do for the, for your meals throughout the week, but also what does your week look like? And and what situations are you going to be in that maybe you need to adjust what you normally would do for your grocery shopping? I, I think that, like that is huge when it comes to being more successful at the grocery store. You know, I think a couple of things for me as well is, you know, having kids, you know, don't go to the grocery. This is ones we hear a lot is like, don't go to the grocery store hungry, you know, and, and if you have to bring your kids, make sure they're not hungry. Right. Cause they're going to be wanting all these things or better yet, like try not to bring your kids to the grocery store as you know, I have experience with that now. Like, when anytime we bring our kids to the grocery store, we just get sucked into like at least the temptation of all these different foods that they want, or they see this, this sugar, sugary thing that looks really cool and nice. And that, you know, it's all fancy looking for them that they want to eat it. So like you're, you're a lot more susceptible to making, you know, more poor decisions when you're in those kind of situations and kind of like when you're doing this, find out like, what is your trigger foods and, and maybe shy away from that. So like, if you know, you're like a salty tight chip person, or you, you, you crave sweets or whatever it is, like figure out how can you get your grocery haul without having to go down those aisles? If they're trigger aisles for you and you don't want to have them in the house, like that's a good opportunity to say, you know, 
I'm just, I'm going to figure out a way to not do that. You know, when, when I'm going to the grocery store and, and really it comes down to when you're going to the grocery store, the more times you can spend on the outside of the store, the better off you're going to be. And I talk a lot about this. I actually, uh, I did a video book probably about eight years ago and um, I didn't have nearly the gray hair I do now. So it was a while ago. <laughs> so it, uh, we'll, we'll share it in the, in the blog post with this too, guys, you guys can check that out. But I, I, I virtually go through the grocery store with you. I have a camera set with me. Um, they're following me as I'm going through and I'm walking you through how to read recipe or how to read ingredient lists and different things there. So, but the, the, one of the takeaways from that, that I talk about in there is, is just trying to stick to the outsides of the, the grocery store. Cause that's where most of the live natural real foods are and not so much of the convenient foods that, that we tend to fall into traps with. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, that's huge with, um, grocery shopping, especially with your goals, right? you want to stick with your, with your goals. But when you go to the grocery store and you're walking through these aisles, you might be like, Ooh, that might be a good idea. Ooh, that might be a good idea. And I know for me, like I'm a list person. So if I have things that I, that aren't on my list and I'm like, Oh, I don't really have anything to check off there. That to me is almost like a checkpoint. Like, do I really need that applesauce that's loaded with a bunch of stuff? This wasn't on my list. It might sound good, but I'm not going to do that. Right. And so I think that it, it is important to, to, to go prepared, but I agree with Danny, like the outsides of the grocery stores is where you're getting your fresh produce, your fresh fruits, your, your meats, your good quality meats. Right. Um, whereas you start to get a little bit more into the aisles and into the center of the store is where you tend to find a lot more of the processed stuff, your cereals that are loaded with sugars that really don't have much nutritional value. And I'm not saying that you can't deprive yourself, right? Like know your triggers and know yourself, but so much of your, your life and your diet starts with your grocery store. You know, we've had um, a, a member on here, Julie Smith. And I remember her saying like chips is a huge trigger of hers and she leaves the chips in the basement. Well, I can even take that a step further. What if you try not to have those chips in the home at all, right? If you're the one grocery shopping, just don't buy the chips. Now, I know sometimes that can be easier said than done. If you have other people in the home and kids and a husband or a wife that really wants those, but you are the gatekeeper of your home. What you buy at the grocery store is what you bring into your home. And so if there are certain things that you don't want in your home, whether that be trigger foods, whether that be bad ingredients, you have that starting point. I know this is probably rude, but I tell my fiance all the time when if there's foods that he wants in the home that I don't get at the grocery store, guess what? You can go to the grocery store and get them yourself. Like, you can very easily stop at the grocery store on the way home and grab that junk if that's what you really want. And he never ends up doing it because A, he knows. And sometimes it's just that quick second where you're like, oh, I just really, really, really badly want those chips or I really badly want that brownie. And then you realize, well, I don't have it. And if I really want it, I have to go out and get it. And I'm just, I don't want to do that. So again, I think it's important to know that your grocery hauls is you being the gatekeeper of your home and what you get at the grocery store is what you're bringing into your home. So you have a lot of control in that. Yeah, it's, it's definitely easier said than done. And I get, we get that too. You know, I have kids and they want certain foods and, you know, we can, you know, I know before I was a parent, I like, my kids are never going to have X, Y, and Z. And then obviously you kind of cave a little bit at times, but it's, uh, 
you know, kind of like Julie does, like, is there a way that you can put it somewhere that, that isn't like a, a right directly in front of your face or have your spouse put it somewhere that you don't know, or, you know, maybe if your kids are a little bit older and you're buying it for them anyways, like let them have it somewhere. Like, I know that's not always ideal either, but you know, just, just thinking of different ways that you can do to kind of, uh, you know, not put yourself into temptation, if you will. So, are are you really an applesauce person? I would have never caught you as an applesauce. You know, I I'm not. And it's so funny because I just randomly one day saw applesauce, like in a blog post of a recipe and I'm not an applesauce person at all, but I saw it in a recipe and I was like, gosh, applesauce kind of sounds good just in the (laughs) moment when I was at the grocery store. And I, that's clearly why I just said that because I am not an applesauce person. I'm actually allergic to apples and the raw form of apples. I can have it when it's like, cooked and like in like apple pie or applesauce or even like apple cider, usually I can have a little bit of it. But if I eat a raw apple, it's not good. But I don't know why randomly I was craving applesauce and I almost bought it. And then I look at the ingredients. I'm like, yeah, no, 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 no. I do not need all that sugar. (laughs) Not happening. Yeah. You took me by surprise when you said that, you know, I know you love your avocados, but I didn't know that about applesauce. No, I'm, I'm not a lover of applesauce, <laughs> but guacamole, man, if you watch my grocery hauls, you probably think, holy crap, for a family of two, that's how much guac you get. <laughs> and I eat Brooke's it. Jam. <laughs> it is you know, my if jam. you ever need to give Brooke a gift, just give her a bunch of guacamole and she'll be a happy camper <laughs> there. Yes, pretty much. So you, you kind of talked about this too, Brooke, uh, you know, going back to like reading labels and stuff, right? Like what, what are maybe some tips that you have on reading labels? Is there anything that like the listeners here can say like, okay, I, I don't know that much about that. I don't know that this much about ingredients. Like what, what are maybe some key takeaways that they can start to do when going to the grocery store and, and picking out their groceries? Yeah. So I would say the three things that I really try to keep my eye out for with ingredients. And I know sometimes it's easier said than done. Sometimes you just have to do it, but the three things that I keep my eye out for is artificial sweeteners, artificial sugars, and any sort of vegetable oil. Um, those are the three things that I try to stay away from just because with artificial sweeteners, with artificial sugars, you, you just get a lot of really toxic things that you don't want. And I'm very all about trying to eat the whole food as best as possible. Um, I know sometimes we're just going to have processed things in the home, but the more processed foods that we have, the more opportunity we have to fuel our bodies with things that we weren't designed to be eating. And that in return can help to trigger gut health, inflammation, or sorry, bad gut health, inflammation, fatigue, body aches. And again, what you put into your body is how your energy levels are going to be. So I really try to stay away from those. And then there's a lot of bad vegetable oils that are in our, in our foods that um, sneak into there. you know, you've got palm oil, canola oil, um, lots of these other vegetable oils. I try to stick with just like coconut oil, avocado oil, or extra virgin olive oil. Those are the three oils that I'll use. Um, But other than that, a lot of your foods will have all these other oils. And those are all tend to be very processed, very, genetically modified and are actually very bad for our overall health. And they're loaded with unhealthy fats. You know, we've talked about on the show quite a bit, the good fats that we want, and and there are some good fats, but a lot of those vegetable oils 
that are not your good quality vegetable oils can be really detrimental for your health. So those are the three things that I try to look for when I turn over ingredients. Um, and then another thing that I always try to do, because I truly do feel it's so important is making sure we're getting our green vegetables. I try to at least get a green vegetable for every day of the week for the, for the household. So that's just kind of my rule of thumb that I always have. And typically that can get split up into multiple meals, but pretty much when I go to the grocery store, you will find seven different green vegetables that I will come home with because I try to at least make sure I eat a green veggie every day. I typically eat one at every meal, but green veggies are so important for us and so important for our health. And I know for me, like if I see a green vegetable, like in my fridge going bad, like I get so mad at myself for letting it go to waste. So if you have it in there, you're going to eat it, right? Cause you don't want to see this money go to waste. And that's just another easy way to make sure you're eating it. So things like broccoli, asparagus, green beans, Brussels sprouts, you know, romaine lettuce and spinach, um, zucchini, there's so many good options, but I try like a goal that I have is I try to get at least one for every meal. And that way you can ensure that you're getting your green vegetables in. Okay. I really like that. I'm going to steal it. I, I think we should do that as like one of our monthly challenges, like a yeah. green vegetable a day, like who can do that and post on it. Like that'd be a really cool idea. Uh, note it, put it down. I love it. I will. I'm, I'm taking notes going in a sauna. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So it's funny too. Like I, we just did a, a nutrition lab testing at raw in some of the greens that, that I generally like, like arugula is, is a lettuce I eat a lot, um, or one of the ones that my gut doesn't do well with, but I can have broccoli, which I freaking love. I love broccoli. Mm. I eat it a lot. Um, but yeah, kind of like going back to the ingredient list, I think a couple of things too, that, that, you know, you, you touched on with, you know, the artificial sh sugars and things like that. One of the things to watch out for is a lot of people go for like sugar-free and fat-free what generally ends up happening a lot of times is sugar-free ends up being a lot of artificial sweeteners, which essentially will do very similar negative effects, if not worse than sugar itself. Brianna, we had an episode about that, talked about that a little bit and, and Brooke, you know, so I'd be very careful of that. And if it's, if it is sugar-free, sometimes it's also loaded with a bunch of oils and fats that aren't necessarily the greatest. So you, you got to be a little bit careful there. And then the fat-free generally is lo loaded with a bunch of sugar or artificial sweeteners or whatever it is. So I I'd be very careful with those kind of things and, and kind of look out for some of those things that, that Brooke mentioned, because the flavor's got to come from somewhere or nobody's going to buy the product, right? right. They don't, they're mostly, they're, they're a for-profit business. So they're, they're, they're doing things to get people to consume their product. So yes, some of them I'm sure have core values that they, they want to provide a good, healthy, nutritious option for you, but when it's all said and done, you have to be willing to buy it. So the, the flavor has got to come from somewhere. So just, just because it says fat-free or sugar-free doesn't necessarily mean it's good. So be careful of that, especially if you're looking to lose weight and you're trying to cut calories or whatever the case may be. I think a couple other things when it comes to reading the ingredient list that are, that are kind of simple in nature and might be easier for you to remember is less is more the mm -hmm. less amount of ingredients on the ingredient list, probably the better, right? Uh, you know, they're probably going to be more in its natural state. You know, if I have, if I get something that has two ingredients or three ingredients compared to something that has like a laundry list of 47 different things, 
Well, it's just showing you that this one's a lot closer to its natural state. This one's got a lot more added to it. It's more, you know, built in a lab, if you will, a little bit more Frankenstein food, you know, so less is more on the ingredient list is probably going to be in your favor. Make sure you can pronounce most of the words, yeah. right? There's a lot of weird stuff in foods that like you need a, you need a chemist to be able to pronounce it, you know? So um, if you, if you can't pronounce a lot of the foods, it, it probably isn't your best choice. So maybe looking for not only things that have less ingredients in the ingredient list, but also ones that you can pronounce, you know, mm-hmm. you know, so apples, like carrot, like, like actual real foods, or, you know, what it is, is, is probably going to kind of be in your best favor there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I want to give an example of that because we just kind of experienced that in our home. So I, I try to eat my healthy fats, right. Other than my guacamole, pretty much my other option is either almond butter or peanut butter. I love to put it in my oatmeal in the morning or like in a pancake. And for the longest time, a a pro or sorry, a peanut butter that I was eating was on the label. It looked like it was organic. It looks like it was non-GMO, which it was right. But, um, I did a huge kind of deep dive into peanut butter and I was a lot of peanut butter is loaded with, with a bunch of stuff because that's sweetened and it's meant to taste good. And so the peanut butter that I thought was organic and good quality, which it was had a bunch of ingredients that I was just like, there's seven different ingredients on this peanut butter. Isn't peanut butter meant to just be blended up peanuts. And so I ended up going to the store, um, another store, and I just found a really big, nice carton of just dry roasted peanuts the only ingredient is peanuts. And Joey, my fiance kind of was like, what? This is so basic. This doesn't taste so good. Like, but then once we started cooking with it, we both noticed we were feeling so much better. But on top of that, there's times where Joey's like, I just want it to be a little bit more sweet. Well, then instead of taking the, all these artificial sweeteners that are in this peanut butter that we were buying, we take raw organic right basically from the bees honey and we use that and that's what we're we're um using for our i guess you could say sweetener is raw organic honey so we know that that's what it's coming from not these other artificial type honeys that we don't really know or we can trust so just from essentially removing a certain peanut butter that had seven ingredients we now will use just peanut butter and then a little bit of honey there's our two ingredients really good quality stuff and it tastes super good but that's just how easy it is to sneak ingredients you think oh it's organic it's non-gmo this is a good quality peanut butter and then you turn it over and you see six or seven ingredients and palm oil and artificial sugars and even some artificial colorings just to make it so it, it looks like the right color that you want. Um, because like Danny said, a lot of food is a for-profit business. So that needs to look good. It needs to taste good. Um, and a lot of times what you're going to see is there's a lot of um, additive of colors. So it looks visually appealing to be eaten. And that's, that's a, a big kind of red flag that you want to look for as well. So Brooke, what's your, what's your takeaway here? What's if, if you're, if you're talking to somebody about going to the grocery store, what's that What's that one thing that they can, you know, take home with them that, you know, will, will help ensure that they have a better, uh, a better grocery shopping experience, if you will, for their health. Um, I guess I'm going to say two on this one. Sorry. (laughs) Number one, come with a list. I know. Number one, come with a list. Number two, like Danny said, less is better. So if you're trying to figure out where to even start with looking and maybe I'm sounding like I'm a foreign language, like all these things, what do I got to look out for? Just try to limit how many ingredients are on that label. So less is better and come with a list. How about you, Danny? 
I think mine's the other part of the coming with the list is nothing to do with the grocery store and everything to do of like, what does my week ahead look like? Mm-hmm. Right. You have Johnny's baseball game on Wednesday, or you have this going on on Thursday, or you have a, a thing you're going out to eat for lunch on Tuesday, whatever it is, like figure out what your week looks like and then build your list from there, because that's, that's what's going to give you the opportunity to, to know what you need uh, and what, what, instead of just buying off what you think you possibly could need, you have an actual concrete plan with it. I love it. Awesome. Well, Grocery haul. If you are listening to this and you just want to hear more, hang out with me on Tuesdays. Again, you can go to our Facebook page. We'll link it here in the show notes. You can easily find it. And I will go through all of the different things I get at the grocery store. And they're pretty much the same every single week because I eat the same things every week, but I try to give a little bit of tips and change things up because we don't want to get too boring in this household. So thanks for tuning in guys. Be sure to tune in with us next week. We launch these live every single week at 2 PM on Tuesdays. So thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you guys next week. Mm-hmm.